And welcome to the BS with Friends podcast, a subsidiary of the Bader and Simon Gallery, scheduled to open in Cincinnati, Ohio in early 2025. I'm your host, Tamara White, founder and board president of Bader and Simon. In this podcast, we will discuss art, social justice, and well, basic BS with friends. Our approach is a bit lighter and irreverent, and as a warning for those with young ones nearby, there is a chance that colorful language might be used from time to time. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the episode. Joshua Knight is a native artist based out of South Carolina. He is considered a portrait and figurative artist, but he isn't limited to genre. Most of his work is centered around his everyday life, family, and identity. You can see his work now in the current online exhibit at baderandsimon.com titled No Reservations. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me, Tammy. Thank you. So I'd love to start by just asking about your background your cultural heritage and how that has influenced your work. Okay. So, so a little bit about my background at a young age, I was placed in foster care and I was adopted. So I wasn't really able to get into the native American heritage like, like some are. And so I was, I was put into multiple different homes. And then when I became sort of to the age where I was aware of who I am and and like notice like sometimes in classes or in schools, I didn't look like the other kids. Um, so I started like wonder like, and then my adoptive parents told me that I was part Native American. So ever since then, I was, I'm always searching for finding ways how I can connect to that or reconnect to that. Because even though I wasn't a part of uh, the culture with my family, I don't even believe that they themselves were also a part of the uh, the heritage about with Native Americans. So just the idea of me searching to find who I am and find that relationship with the culture um, drove me and drove my work to find my identity. And then from there, I'm always searching and trying to connect to Natives and people. So you're saying that you don't think your biological parents were really connected? Is that, Yeah. No, no, because, yeah, yeah, because on it's on my father's side is Caucasians, and then on my mother's side is the Native American heritage. So, and, and then when I met her, she didn't have anything to do with it. So then it just left me still fishing and finding things that maybe I could get into. That's why I sort of now, like even talking with Bruce, start talking to the Waccamaw, start talking to other surrounding uh, natives and tribes, and then also through social media, just to try to be a part of what they're doing and trying to help as much as I can. So, Yeah, and just for our listeners, Bruce Maggi curated this show, and he's a professor in South Carolina, and I know for a long time has been a huge fan of your work. There's a fair number of tribes within South Carolina, Correct. And so correct, correct. do they have their own schools? It's surprising to me that there might not be other, like, as you said, other kids that look like you in your classes. The closer you get to North Carolina, then you get more to where the Lumbees, the Lumberton natives are. 
but like more into South Carolina, there's there's really not that much dealing with Native Americans or Native schools. So, yeah. Wow, which I would imagine makes your work even more important in that area. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking, too, because that's why, like, even I talked with Bruce, like, I think we mentioned when I attended that first powwow with him and I got the chance to meet uh, Chief Hatcher. And then I got the idea that I could actually get to meet all the chiefs from South Carolina and actually try to create a series of work to help showcase that there are still natives in South Carolina. And beyond creating those pieces, how do you see your art contributing sort of to this broader conversation about Native American culture and identity and, and just bringing forth awareness. That's the big thing. Like I'm, I'm hoping like it brings more awareness to, to natives that like we're still here and the way things are portrayed like natives, it's, it's ancient. It we're, we're antiques. We're part of a movie script and stuff like that. But so now I'm, I'm wanting to show that like we are still here. We're everyday people, right? And we, you know, we thrive and trying, me trying to create this work hopefully brings more awareness that we're still here. I was going to ask if there are any Native American artists who inspired your work as you were doing this self-identity and started creating creating this work and these series. Well, f funny thing is, like, I don't know many Native American artists. Um, I actually see a, a good bit of Native American work, like pottery, textiles, beadwork, all the and and even into fashion. But like painters or draftsmen, I don't necessarily know any. But that might just be my lack of knowledge of searching and actually trying to figure that out. But my big thing, like coming up through college and and uh, graduate school, I always see those Western painters, like the, the 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 paintings of the cowboys and the Indians, right? And it it drew me to how Native Americans were depicted. Like everybody knows, like Native Americans, like half naked, their war bonnets, headdresses, and like it drew me to that. But then I'm like, that's not how natives are. Natives are just as we are sitting here now. So I felt that heritage could be brought into it where it's still the culture, but it's more uh, every day. And maybe I need to do more research to figure out uh, more, more Native American artists, but I think I'm so tied into trying to figure out who I am better myself, uh, trying to build something for myself because I feel like I'm still the little baby trying to blossom or bloom into an artist himself. So Maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> I do know. I mean, I, I've been collecting art for a bit and I'm sort of trying to branch out into other areas that are underrepresented. And you're not wrong. There's just not a lot of Native artists or there's not a lot of attention. And I was just looking because I had to remember how to pronounce his last name. But Brad um, Callhammer is... Uh, is one artist and then who does a lot of work around, I think, the stereotypes that exist. But then the Whitney mm -hmm. just had this huge retrospective by Juan, I think you pronounce it, Juan Quick to See Smith. And Bruce was very familiar with her work and she really focuses on 
the identity of Native Americans in contrast to sort of the way America is viewed. And I didn't know this about her, and Bruce actually is the one that pointed it out, but apparently she was told by an art teacher, you're you're a great artist, but it's too bad you'll never be famous because you're a woman. And I thought, good Lord, I really hope that teacher is still alive because the whole floor at the Whitney Museum in New York was filled with her work. But, but yeah, there's just not a lot, at least I'm right with you, you know, I'm sure there's others, but there's just not a huge focus on it. So it's great that you're adding to the conversation. Yeah, I'm trying to. (laughs) Are there other ways beyond your painting that you engage in the community, especially around the, the cultural aspect of the Native American culture? Not much other than painting. Um, I've, like I said, I've been trying to get in touch with some of the council members. Um, I actually attended a council meeting back in, I think it was June, July, and uh, proposed my idea to paint them. And some of them seem like they were very interested. So hopefully, because since I haven't got any uh, funding or anything, it's all coming straight out of my pocket. So and if Bruce told you, we both are part-time there teaching, so it's it's really hard to do that. But as far as uh, any other, like, in the community, other than trying to attend as many powwows, get myself out there to them, to try to figure and find ways that I can be more productive to them, then not right now, no. <laughs> Long-ended. Story. Well, and time is limited too, right? When you're teaching and trying to paint and have a life. So you had yes. mentioned earlier the way that almost like Native Americans are a caricature in Hollywood scripts. There's a large amount of, of your exhibit and the work that you do is focused on the characters from the TV show. So Reservation Dogs, is there a reason for this or a meaning behind why? you have chosen to do this? Well, at first, the the big reason I did it was I like when I started watching the show, I really enjoyed the show. And I got to the point over the end of last semester of teaching and over the summer that I was like, I was so tired of trying to uh, figure out work that had a had a concept or a big, deep meaning to it. And I was just like, I just sat down one day in my studio and was like, I'm just about to start painting things that I really enjoy, things that inspire me. And I just started started with one of the actors from the show and then just started painting them all. And and it just took off. And then so many people contacted me and were, and were like, hey, if you ever get these in a show, just let me know and so I can go see them. And then from that point, I was like, maybe I should just stop overthinking everything and just, just do it. Good instinct. Right. And that's that's what came out of it. So it's from the authenticity of the actual show, the the people and then actually following them and actually seeing how they are in real life. It just inspired me to try to make the works right to best represent them as actors and then as as people themselves. I'm guessing the actors don't know you've done this. It seems like it would be amazing or do they? I don't know. Uh, some of them, some of them have uh, acknowledged the paintings on on my Instagram and also on TikTok. And then uh, one of the the two twins from the show, uh, 
Little Mike and Funny Bone, they actually contacted me about getting their portrait. So we're we're in works to get that over to them. But other than that, yeah. And then some of them reached out about like reposted the paintings, but nothing real serious. That's great though. Your name that gets yeah. your name out there. I mean that that doesn't hurt. I would imagine. A little bit, yeah. Do you think that the show, that this particular show is having an impact on changing the stereotypes that exist or presenting a a more well-rounded view that it's not just, you know, these cartoonish characters that have been previously portrayed? I think so, because, because when you actually start to watch the show, if you if you have this idea in your mind when you start to watch the show that is is Native Americans and and that normal stereotype that you see with Native Americans is in your mind, then when you start to watch the show, you're caught off guard because you you see them struggle, you see them on a reservation where they don't have as much as other people, and you see how they come together as a community to help one another, and that there should show you that it's different than what all the stereotypes are to bring together what they do. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I think it just portrays them. I hate to say like normal, but that's sort of how, you know, that they're just people who are struggling the same way other people struggle, right? That it's not um, the separate circumstance. So regarding the exhibit, that Bruce has put together with your work that's on Bader and Simon. This is sort of a twofold question, but what's your hope with that show? What's your hope with the art that you create? And then also if you had like the dream perfect exhibit for you, where would you like to see that? So first part of the question, I think, Hopefully, hopefully more people get to see the show. Hopefully, hopefully it, it, my work gets out there more. I get more notoriety and maybe brings more awareness. Hopefully, you know, um, and then like if I, the most, what was the second part of the question again? I'm sorry. Well, I was just wondering sort of what the goal with your art is, but I think, you know, you've talked about that. A lot of it is just self-exploration and bringing a new perspective yeah. um but if if there's anything beyond that well and and then too is like some of the work i do it's it's more of me trying to to get better as an artist um improve my skills um improve the compositions improve like everything about the work everything about myself but as far as the imagery of native americans it's more about maybe getting the word out showing more awareness Right. Where would your dream exhibit be? Like, what would you, if if you could put any kind of exhibit together, what would that look like? Um. Well, when when I first heard you say that, I thought about like the actual museums, and I was just thinking, like, what if my the biggest museum right now? You think about the the Louvre in Paris. Like, if I can have a show there, like a solo show, or a couple of the big ones in New York, right? The a, big solo show of just displaying all my portrait work, which I think that would be a, a, a big hit for me, a perfect score. This day and age, I think it's just hopefully I can I can break out as an artist. Um, um, I'm going to keep plugging at it to try to make it work, but 
Right. Yeah. Big dreams, big dreams and aspirations. Why not? There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of room for it though. Right. Like we talked about, there's just, there's not enough artists focusing on this. So there's definitely room in the circle, I think. How do you feel your experiences and your views influence the next gen- the next generation of artists that you teach? And and do you have sort of a dialogue about this with them? Well, like when I'm teaching, like I teach foundation classes and foundation uh, drawing foundation classes, and my big thing is like I try not to put too many of my views on this on my students. Like I try to tell them you get the skills. Right, you have a voice. You have something to say. Right, your what you have to say is just as worthy as whatever I have to say. So I try not to push too much of my views on them, but more more of the mindset that you can do it no matter what. Just keep plugging at it, plug at it, plugging at it as just as I am to um, get there. And some students, some students are there and they, they want to learn and they want to grow. And those are the ones that I have more dialogue with to try to help them push what they want to do more, just as I'm trying myself. And it seems that you're certainly leading by example, that even if you're not discussing it in the classroom, if they're aware of your work, then it's sort of a very quiet way of, of guiding them. And sometimes like, since since these are studio classes, they're they're over two hours and forty five minutes. So sometimes, like when it's a work day and it's a slow work day for me, I always have work that I can actually work for side by side with them, so they can see what I'm doing, and they can always ask me questions about some of the topics that I'm trying to to hit or like some things about the work. So it's like working next to them, and they can see what I'm doing. I think that also maybe inspires them in their work as well. Hopefully it doesn't uh, push them away. <laughs> you know, sometimes in studio classes, either you're inspired or you get intimidated. Right. And, and my big thing is you, I'm, I'm just there to try to inspire the, the students to be better. That's great. Okay. So we have questions that we ask all of our guests at the end of the interview. The first question is your dream dinner guest, dead or alive, as few or as many as you'd like to have. One would be my my current famous painter right now would be uh, Nick Om. He's a Swedish portrait figurative artist. And then maybe my two uh, favorite musicians, rappers, Eminem and NF. But then like my one that's passed would probably be my brother. One more uh, meal with him just to discuss life. I don't think anybody's had rappers at their dinner table. In all the interviews well, we've done, you're the first. The thing is, though, they're they're very inspirational. Like, I, like some of the stuff they talk about is some of the stuff I've went through, and I connect with them that way. And then just the idea that they're constantly working hard on what they're doing and trying to get better and put their stuff out there. It just inspires me to do the same. And that's the way I look at it. So then to follow up on the next question, what song is the soundtrack of your life? I don't think I have one song that I could pick. Um, I have a, a quite a few, but maybe 
maybe if I had to pick one, maybe uh, Till I Collapse by Eminem or then Drifting by NF. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Or both. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Or all. All the songs in the world. Flat or sparkling? <laughs> Probably sparkling. I, I like a good uh, sparkle. What yeah. social justice cause is most meaningful to you at this moment? Currently, if if we describe the uh, murdering, miss, uh, missing indigenous women and children as being a social justice, then that one currently, because I'm currently uh, collabing or trying to collab with Christy, a South Dakota ambassador, and she's running that in that area. So hopefully we can try to bring some more awareness to that cause. The MMIW. So hopefully, hopefully. Because that's one one of the paintings that I'm working on now is a portrait of her. Yeah, that's definitely valid cause. And lastly, who is your least favorite Supreme Court justice? <laughs> that's hard because I can't say I have a favorite. I try to stay out of politics. I I try well, to Well we're just asking for least favorite, but maybe, you know. Probably all of them then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little hard to choose. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. If people wanted to find you, do you have an Instagram? Do you have a website? How can people find you? I have two social media, well, three social media handles. Um, I'm on Instagram, Josh Knight underscore art. And then it's the same on uh, TikTok. And then on Facebook, I have uh, Joshua Knight's art. Right. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Great. And again, just a reminder, people can go online to baderandsimon.com and see the current exhibit that features um, all of Josh's work. So thank you again. And good luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you again for having me. This has been great. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to reach out and let us know your preference for flat or sparkling or anything else you'd like to share, you can find us on Instagram at Bader and Simon Gallery or on our website, baderandsimon.com, where you will find information about current exhibitions and programming. Until next time, have a fabulously artistic day.